When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, our game preview edition. A little abbreviated uh, with the short week here. Uh, Not quite as long of a game preview pod, but we're still going to bring you prop bets. We're still going to bring you predictions. Dan Lobby with Mary Kay Cabot, Doug Maurice, Ashley Bastock, and Irie Harris. Browns-Steelers, Thursday night football, the Browns' first AFC North game. The winner of this game will be in first place, at least for a few days. Uh, that's how bad the day went for the AFC North on Sunday. So let's get to it. Uh, start with some prop bets. Who's got a good one here? Who's Who wants to go first? I probably should have asked this before I hit record, but I didn't. <laughs> this is like real time, how the sausage gets made podcasting. Who's got a really good one to get us started here? I like sausage. I'll go first. Uh, I am going to go Deontay Johnson from the Steelers. The over under on his receiving yards in this game is 55 and a half. And I'm going to go way over because one blown coverage and he might get that in one play. But honestly, the best receivers that the Browns have faced the first two weeks, Robbie Anderson from Carolina, Garrett Wilson from the Jets, each had 102 receiving yards. So do I think Deontay Johnson, who's better than either of them, And again, it was Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Can Mitch Trubisky and Deontay Johnson get him 55 and a half receiving yards? I think very much so. I'll take that over. All right, Doug, I I have an issue with this one. So last week, you railed against us for taking anything that had to do with the Browns passing game being successful. I kind of feel the same way about the Steelers passing game, even with this defense. I, I mean, I know the Browns secondary is a mess right now. But I don't know. I don't don't trust anything this Steelers passing game can do. He's had like in the 50s, both games. And if the Browns passing offense was going against the Browns passing defense, I would feel better about the Browns (laughs) passing offense. Okay, that's fair. What do you guys think of this one? You know, I, I could see it. I could definitely see it. I do think, however, that the Browns secondary still has plenty of talent. I really don't think it's a talent problem with them. I really do believe that it's a communication problem that they have just been like bumbling around back there and not knowing what the hell they're doing. I think they got mad. They had a players only defensive meeting yesterday. Uh, They worked through some of their, their issues and their differences. They were starting to, uh, I would say finger point a little bit. Uh, So I think they're, really mad at themselves and they're going to try to shore this up 
but I still think they're good for a little bit more than 55 and a half by Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Ashley, there is a part of me that wonders, like, how much can you actually fix in three days, especially when one of those days is a walkthrough? There's only one real practice. Obviously, you got a bunch of meeting time and stuff and, and you don't have to travel. But I do wonder how much can you actually fix in three days? Yeah, and I think I'm kind of torn on this one, but I'm going to go with Doug here, even though I'm kind of with you, Dan, like the Steelers offense has just been so uninspired so far. But like Doug said, the problem is the Browns defense has just had these blown coverages and it's a handful of times, but when they've happened, they've cost them extensively. Um, So I think if that's going to be I don't know. It just sounds like low to me, kind of knowing what the Browns defense has been going through. And like you said, it's you can't reinvent the wheel here when you only have three days and one total day of practice. So I'm not entirely confident that this is going to be something that's fixed by tomorrow night. I I think my problem with this still is Joe Flacco is not some sort of amazing quarterback. Baker Mayfield, not some sort of amazing quarterback, but those are two quarterbacks that can take advantage of colossal mistakes. I'm not convinced Mitch can do that. I'm not really either, but uh, who knows? I mean, I know that he's from the area or like 20 minutes from here. So who knows? Maybe coming back home and some, you know, some nice home cooked food. So I'm feeling that spirit. He goes off. He shows, he shows the Browns, well, hey, you should have thought about getting me and whatnot. But, no, I mean, honestly, I, I don't really expect this game to be that big, big of a high-scoring game. I expect this to be more of a defensive slugfest. I don't care if T.J. Watt is out. There's, there's still a reason why Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record, you know. So, re- regardless of what Trubisky does, which I don't expect much, it's going to be a slugfest either way. Doug, I think we're all against you. I love it. Bring, bring the hate. I will say they're trying very hard. Mitch Trubisky, his passing attempts, 33 against New England, 38 against Cincinnati. Deontay Johnson's been targeted at least 10 times in both games. So they're trying their very best. They're going to try to get Johnson the ball. He's their best playmaker. And maybe Mitch can do it. Maybe he can't. And and I did. I looked this up on on PFF today. Um, He's attempted 10 what they consider deep passes, which is a pretty decent number. I I don't have it in front of me exactly how high it was, but it was like tied for seventh in the league. Problem is he's only connected on three, which is not great. Uh, All right. Who's got something else? Who's got a good one? Mary Kay, what do you have? You know, Nick Chubb has been so much in the news this week. I, I felt like I had to go with a a Nick Chubb bet. Uh, He took that blame for not going down, which I don't think he needed to do. Um, The over and under for Nick is 84.5. I think this football team knows that it's got to ride uh, on the backs of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I'm going to take the over uh, for Nick Chubb. Uh, I just think that they're going to run him a little earlier and often than they did last week and and that he will eclipse 84.5. I have a take. I think it's not like a hot take or anything. I think last week's rushing performance against the Jets was better than the rushing performance against Carolina. Not statistically, but I love the way that the Browns just stuck with the run game and just wore that Jets defense down with those two backs and those two guards. And, you know, Lance Reisland and I talked about it on our, our Wednesday pod. 
I I just thought the way the Browns approached the run game against the Jets, just knowing like, hey, this might not work every time, but we're just going to keep doing it and keep doing it. By the fourth quarter, the Jets were toast. And the only reason they came back was because the running game was so good, like two yards too good. And that that was the only chance they ended up having. So I, I thought that performance against the Jets was better than the Carolina performance just because of the approach. And I think that I think we'll see the same thing against the Steelers too. I I think they're going to stick with this run game, no matter how it works against this defense. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of in, I'm inclined to take the over here as well for that reason, and maybe a slight tease. My prop bet is also kind of tied to the run game, but I just think, <laughs> like Mary Kay said, Nick Chubb too came out, and you talk about X factor things and. He's bummed about how that Jets game ended. And like we've talked about, put the blame on himself when I don't necessarily think it was his fault. Um, And I think he can do this. I mean, he better rush for that much because if he doesn't, then I don't know what this offense is going to be looking like tomorrow um, if they want to have a chance to win. We love overs. We do love overs. We do. Well, overs are more fun. I mean, that's, that's just a fact. It's more overs are much more fun, but we love them. Anybody want to say anything bad about Nick Chubb and take the under? So if we take the under, it's saying something bad about Nick Chubb. In this environment, Doug, have you been on social media this week? In this environment, it is dangerous to say anything negative about Nick Chubb. He's a lovely person. I think I like the under here. In seven games, career against the Steelers, he averages 66 rushing yards per game. Last year against the Steelers, he went 12 for 58 on the ground and 16 for 61 on the ground. I think part of the question here is how much are the Steelers still as Steelers without TJ Watt? Now, they still have Cam Hayward. They still have other players <laughs> I, I, is it, do you throw things out because it's what well, I mean, you're missing TJ Watt, throw it out. Or is there, you know, the Steelers are pretty good at this. Mike Tomlin's pretty good at this. Cam Hayward's a good guy in the middle of that defense. I don't know. Are you guys viewing it as kind of the same old Steelers or is, I mean, obviously loss of Watt is huge. I don't know how much it affects something like this, your view of it. I mean, there, there's a world I re where, Mike Tomlin just says, we're not going to let you run the ball and Jacoby Brissett do your best. Yeah, I mean, they're best believe that they've been game planning all week, if not all weekend, regarding Nick Chubb. And, I mean, we, we know. we we You guys saw saw the polls regarding the, the 1K tracker. He might do that before we even hit the, uh, you know, the, the 10 game mark. So that's going to be option number one because, like we've said, many teams in the league, whenever they play the Browns, they're thinking, oh, Jacoby Brissett. Oh, man, that's what the secondary is thinking. So they're going to expect it to be a run-heavy game. Uh, so it's only a matter of, like Doug said, what type of team are they still on the defensive line? But I'll teach you all, when, when Nick Chubb tries to run through the whole B-gap, C-gap, are they going to swallow him or is he going to just roll through there like it's nothing? Is he going to gracefully slide through? So I look forward to that. I, I mean, I this run game just wears it wears teams down. It, it's like the, these two guards, Teller and Batonia, are such beasts, and uh, they just wear people down. Maybe the Steelers are going to be a little bit different because of Cam Hayward and a couple of those linebackers, but um, I, I still – I would feel comfortable betting on this run game, especially if the Browns have a lead, um, which, which I guess is, is part of this, right? If you're taking that over, you're probably thinking the Browns are going to have a lead late in the game. To, to try to protect, right? I mean, right, Mary Kay, that's got to be a part of it. 
Yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, I think there are other factors. I do think that the TJ Watt factor, uh, that is factoring in for me. I do think that those guys, even though they are known as rushers like Jadavian Clowney, I think they set the edge really well too. Uh, So that, that is looming in my mind. And then I think the Browns have really recognized uh, that right now they have to keep Nick fresh and they're using Kareem a little bit more. And so, um, so I think that, that Nick will still have, be able to turn on the jets in, in the fourth quarter and get one of those long runs when the Browns by then are hoping to have worn down the Pittsburgh defense a little bit and gotten them a little bit tired out. So I think the one, two punch uh, will be effective. Those two guys together rushed for 98 yards in the fourth quarter, 98 yards in the fourth quarter. So, um, so I, I think they have the capability of doing that. Maybe not that many against this defense, but enough that I still see uh, them realizing that, that they've got to uh, ride it out with Chubb and he's mad. So I'm giving him more than 84.5. All right, Ashley, you said yours was Nick Chubb adjacent. I think I, I think I threw the word adjacent in there myself, but you did say it had something to do with Nick Chubb. No, with the run related. Mary Kay transitioned that perfectly because mine is related to Kareem Hunt. Currently, the over-under for Kareem with rushing and receiving yards is 63.5. So I'm going to take the over. In both games this season, he would have hit that over. In 2021, he didn't play against the Steelers, but in 2020, he did not hit that number in either game. I didn't write them down. I just know he didn't hit it. Um, But Basically, everything that Mary Kay just said kind of made my argument for me. Um, I do think we've just seen them using Kareem Hunt a little bit more. I think that is a doable number, considering you're talking about his combined yards there. Um, and without, I did take without TJ Watt into, into kind of an account here. And I think if you're going to take advantage of that absence, you do have to get Kareem Hunt involved in both sides of your game. And considering the fourth quarter performance, that's kind of what led me to this. So I'm going to take the over on this one. So that's over combined rushing and receiving 63 and a half, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to spoil mine because I think mine is related to this one as well. So we can talk about these together. Um, I liked Kareem Hunt uh, over two and a half catches. I, I thought that felt I feel like if if Kareem Hunt's going to be effective in this game, it's going to come in the pass game against those Steelers linebackers. And so I liked Kareem Hunt to have over two and a half catches, which I think, you know, if I'm thinking he's going to get four catches and then, I don't know, eight to 10 carries, it feels like I need to go with Ashley on this over too. So let's let's kind of combine these two together and and discuss them. What what kind of day, Doug, do you think Kareem Hunt's going to have? No, I like Dan's better than Ashley's. Uh, Doug's going to divide. What is wrong with you? You guys know what's wrong with me. I, I think Dan, uh, I think Dan makes a very good point about the way they might use Kareem and get those matchups. But I think I agree with both of them here. I think, I think they're both right because um, I, I can just see Kareem in the past game. He had four receptions in the first game. He had two last week and it's, it's one of those things. And, and that's the thing like, cause Chubb, Chubb can make, money in the past game too. Right. I mean, they, they, they screened, Oh my gosh, all they did come out last week, they came out and they threw 10 screens on the first drive. It felt like. And so some of that, just the idea that you're getting credit for that with Kareem and that the Nick bet uh, is only rushing yards. Um, I, I would take the over on both 
the Kareem receptions and the total yardage. Mary Kay, what, what are you expecting out of Kareem? You know what? I feel the same. I, I have to take the over on both. And I think part of it is too, because, um, because Kareem sort of goes gangbusters against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is one of the, the few players on the Cleveland Browns that really understands the rivalry and how hated the Pittsburgh Steelers are and how much the fans uh, really want them to win this football game. So I see Kareem coming out like the Tasmanian devil and playing somewhat like he did in the wild card playoff game where he was dragging guys along with him. So yeah, if they use him the way that they should and take advantage of the spiritual and emotional lift that a Kareem Hunt will give them in this football game, and he will, then he definitely will have more than two and a half catches and more than 63.5. Now, having said that, Kevin Stefanski in games where I think in the past that he should have seized the moment and taken advantage of the that just those intangibles that Kareem brings in a game like this, he hasn't always done it. I mean, you, like when you play Kansas City, you just got to ride that horse. And the same thing for the Steelers with Kareem. So if he does what he should do, then 63.5 should be easy. So six career games for Kareem Hunt um, against the Steelers. And he's got, I just lost it here, 20 catches, 180 yards, nine yards per reception. He's scored twice. Uh, He's rushed 3.67 yards per attempt. So he's been more effective against the Steelers in the pass game than in the run game. I just, for whatever reason... I re I feel like this is maybe it's the same way Mary Kay's feeling. Maybe I it's for the same reasons. I just feel like this is a Kareem Hunt game. I don't know why. I, I just feel, I mean if you, I would be more willing to take the Chubb under than to take the under on the two things that Ashley and I threw out there. I I feel like this could be a Kareem Hunt game. Yeah, because and I I can see that Dan because Hunt is for this game. I think going to be the offensive X factor. We know what it is when it comes regarding the passing game. They're already going to be focused on Cooper a little bit more. So with the young guns, within, within the run game, they're totally focused and, and eyeing it on Chubb. They're not even thinking much when it comes to Hunt. We already know they're the RB, you know, RB1A, RB1B. So they're, they're going to game plan more so for the A than the B. They're already probably thinking now it's going to be more of that passer, that, that passer rush, you know, receiving combo. Uh, so they're going to be more expected for him getting catches rather than killing them on the run game. So overall, I think he will be kind of be the X factor where he can come in and have a big game. All right. Still loving our overs here on this pod. That just means we're still feeling, for whatever reason, we're still feeling good about this football team, I guess. Uh, except for Doug. Doug's oh, yeah. Spreading. Oh, I am not feeling good about this football team, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get to that a little later, I think. So, Irie, what have you got? All right. So, last week, as we, well, not even last week, just a few days ago, uh, I did pretty good in the uh, the receiving area with the Amari Cooper over for reception. You, so I'm gonna you go... can just say it. You can just say it. Doug, you were wrong. No, no, you can no. Just say it. I, I, I don't want to know. That, that, that's, it's not I'll cool. Irie, I'll take the L, man. I'll take the L. No. I, said, I said that I said Amari Cooper and Jacoby Brissett could never do that, and they, they were 
They were on point, man. No, it's not a loss. It's a lesson, Doug. Don't worry. One of these, one of these days, we'll we'll we'll, we'll enjoy some, you know, some nice wobble hoagie is over and just laugh about it. We'll be all right. Uh, but you know, until then, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with another over under since we just love over under. Just keep the train going, Orange and Brown, baby. Uh, I'm gonna go with the tight end uh, area now. I'm gonna go with David and Joku. His uh, they. Yards are going to be 26.5. That's what it's showing. Now I'm going to go with the over. Uh, I'm not going to reference anything prior to last season. I know he's been in the league. What, what is it now? His, um, his sixth season. First I'm not six. even going within the first four seasons. Yeah. Within last season, I know there, there was one game where, where in two games versus Steelers, he had one for 39 receiving yards, the other for 28. The fact that the low one was 28, and this is after, you know, certain players left the Browns and there was more room for him to, you know, come in within the uh, receiving core. So I, I, I definitely see where he can be a part of starting a series similar to what Harrison Bryan was uh, last game. Harrison Bryan was kind of that beginner. Um, the first two plays of, of the game for them, he was the one out there getting 23 yards. I see David taking on that kind of role, then getting him a bit more involved early on in the game. So what is this one? 20, 26 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know how many games David and Joku has gone over 26 and a half receiving yards? I like think in he, his career, in his career, he just did the last game. Three. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say six. Oh, you guys are lower. You guys are low. All right. All right. Twenty. Hmm. Hmm. Not that high. I get 20, it. Twenty-seven. Whoa! I was so close. <laughs> Twenty-seven out of sixty-seven. So, yeah, not bad. This feels like such a low number, but I just, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's such a a low, like, why is it such a low number? Like, he has 39 receiving yards in two games. Yeah. Like, he's been not involved in the offense at all. It depends if they run that tight end screen game again, which we saw all summer and all spring. It was like tight end screen after tight end screen. And if they do that, that's how you kind of get those easy yards, right? You get two catches for 20 yards. Um, I'm going to go under on this and it's like, it could be three catches for 18 yards and two touchdowns. It could be that type of game. Um, but I got to take the under on something. If, if I'm going to take the over on Kareem hunt, having a big receiving game, I think somebody has the tight end suffer in that scenario. Are we surprised that David Njoku has not been more involved? I mean, we talked, wasn't all offseason talk, he's their second receiver. And now it, that hasn't, it sure hasn't looked like that. Like, why, why do we think he only has 39 receiving yards in two games? You know what was, it's so odd that they didn't, they basically did not target him in the first game. He was they more didn't. of a blocker yeah. in the first game. They used him as a fullback and as a blocker. That was the game plan for that game. Uh, so that's why he doesn't have a lot of production. And then in the Jets game, he had a big drop over the middle that, uh, you know, that he had some acreage there that I think he would have ma- be a- been able to make some hay. And he, and right? the touchdown that he didn't land. And the touchdown, the right. Yeah. So yeah. so there were a couple of, uh, of mistakes there. And I think if he, he's probably also mad at himself this week. Uh, and I think if he can hang on, 
then I, I, I don't think it'd be hard for him to get 27 yards. I, I just don't really think so. I think that's about three catches for him. Uh, and, and I think he can do that. So I'm, I am going to take the over on this. I, I just think you have to manufacture more for him. You know, he's like, he's not a guy. So like Amari Cooper, you're watching him Sunday and you're like, how is he open on all these plays? That's because Amari Cooper just knows how to get open. Right. And you know, Travis Kelsey is this Cooper cup and the, the really great receivers, whether yeah. it's tight end receivers, they just kind of, you watch them and you're like, how in the, did they not game plan for this guy at all? Well, no, that guy's just really good at getting open. And, and Njoku is a guy that you just sort of have to scheme up a little more, I think. And they haven't really done it that much in the first two games. And they've really kind of been using him a lot in the run game too. That's really sort of where he's been at his best. Mm-hmm. A lot of money for that. That is true. That's, that's that a lot true. of money for a blocking tight end. He's, that he's, is true. And, he's got to be more dynamic in the passing game. And I think in the same way they made a concerted effort to get the ball to Amari last week, I think they're going to try to get their almost $14 million a year tight end untracked and rolling in the passing game. Now, he's got to prove he deserves it. He's got to hang on. He's got to have toe drag swag. He's got to have all those things. Um, but once he once he gets – rolling i think he'll be all right okay there we go our uh, our prop bets we're going to take a break when we come back we will make our picks for thursday's game and back on the orange and brown talk podcast brown steelers thursday night football tonight let's do this let's make some picks um i guess i'll go first i always ask who's going to go first i'll go first this time i think this is going to be kind of a low scoring ugly game the steelers the line I sent you guys was Browns favored by four and a half. Um, so I think the Steelers are going to cover. I don't think the Steelers are going to win. Like I said, low scoring, ugly. I don't think either team's passing game looks particularly great. I just feel better about the Browns talent overall. Um, so I'm going 17-14 Browns, uh, a game that the rest of the nation will be sorry that they tuned in to watch. But the Browns will get a much needed win heading into uh, their, their mini bye week. So that is my pick Steelers to cover Browns to win. Mary Kay, what do you have? I'm going to stick with the pick that I made on our video yesterday. Um, I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game either. Um, There could be a defensive touchdown in there somewhere along the way. Uh, But I also have the Browns winning. um, But not covering. I have them winning 20 to 16. Ooh. Okay. Quick detour. Which is more likely the Browns or the Steelers to score a defensive touchdown tomorrow. Miles Garrett is playing. Obviously TJ Watt is not. Minka Fitzpatrick has a defensive touchdown this year. So there we go. That's our, that's our bonus prop bet hidden here in our picks. What's mm. more likely. I'm going to, I'm going to say the Browns. I don't know why. I just think Minka wouldn't get a second one this quickly, I guess, like the odds <laughs> of it happening. And I think this Brown secondary is kind of due to do something, right? Like, it just feels like they need a big play to kind of get out of this funk. So I'm going to go with that. Either the, someone in the Brown secondary, I'll say Denzel maybe, or Miles Garrett. I don't know if Kevin Stefanski is going to, like, call a play or a route where Jacoby Brissett could throw a pick. <laughs> if everything is a screen and a six yard out, 
So I just think given the way the quarterbacks play and Dan, you were talking about the shots down the field that Mitch Trubisky's taken. I mean, Mitch is just, I mean, Jacoby is so buttoned down. He was so good being buttoned down Jacoby last week. I think Mitch Trubisky is just more likely to make a big play and maybe more likely to make a mistake like this. And then you take in, take, if Miles is going to play and TJ Watts not, who has the chance to get a strip sack kind of thing? I think the, it favors the Browns there too. So I would say the Browns. I'm, I'll say the Browns too. Just, I mean, that interception by Jacoby on Sunday was his 18th career interception. So the guy just doesn't turn the ball over. It's a blessing and, and a curse. Um, I mean, 18 interceptions, that's like five weeks for Baker Mayfield. So Jacoby protects the football. That's why he's doing this. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't see him making a big turnover in this game. Irie. Yeah. I'm uh I'm going to go with how I'm going to go with the Browns and this is what I'm going to base it off of. You can laugh. It's okay. Not the first time we'll be the last. I'm basing it off of thinking how these teams would score is it's probably, I think it's going to be more likely of the defense scoring off of a, uh, like, you know, a sack and then, then the, the ball comes out and then they run in compared to an, an interception. So I'm just really just going to base it just like, you know, with the the quarterbacks, we know what Jacoby is. We know what Jacoby brings. I'm not mad at that. Mitch is more hit or miss. And that, and that's really what, I mean, he's, I think he'll look a bit better, especially right now with then, you know, Mike Thomas' system, but he's still a bit more hit or miss. I think you said it. He's either can make a big play that's a sports center top 10 candidate or he's got a fumble right there in the first quarter. So I'm going to go with the Browns off of that likelihood. Okay, that is my keep, theory. Keep going here and tell us your pick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, buddy, boy, I'm scared. I don't know. You gotta get it. Let's hear I it. I know, I know, I know. I don't, I, I don't also expect this to be a high scoring, especially like last game. That was ridiculous. That both teams even hit 30 points. That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns. I am going to go with 21 to 14. Okay, so uh, Browns to win and to cover. Ashley, what do you have? I, like Mary Kay, am going to stick with my bet I made in the Berea port report, and um, I'm going to go Browns 21-17 for basically all the reasons we've already talked about. Low-scoring game. All right, Doug. Tell us all why we're wrong. I don't trust the Browns. Short week. No clowny. I know Mary Kay has reported that all the other Hurt guys feel like they're going to play. You know, I don't know. Or When we get to pregame is that going to be the case um then I, I have the Steelers 26 24 and I have a little bit of a higher scoring game because no TJ Watt for the Steelers and I don't trust the Browns secondary that they're magically they had a team meeting and it's fixed on a short week I don't know why I would believe that I mean I know they're they're going to try to fix it but I just don't have a lot of faith in the Browns right now and a short week against a rival and I will tell you this I absolutely and as I wrote last week, like I, I, I did not like the mile stuff with saying, talking about the booing from the fans. I am super curious if there's a coverage breakdown early in the game, if they have a couple three and outs, if the Steelers get an early lead, I, I would be curious how people, how that stadium reacts. And the Browns still seem combustible to me. And if things aren't going great, I don't know if they are a rally the troops, here we go kind of team, or if they get down 10 nothing, I don't know if they might implode. So I just don't like where they are. And I feel like the short week 
and this team of all teams magnifies it. So I can't pick the Browns. I don't think the Steelers are great. I can't pick the Browns, 26-24 Pittsburgh. I, I mean, I think all that's fair. I, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to trust this team outside of their ability to run the football. Um, but, and, and I'm with you, like the worst thing that can happen tomorrow is seven and a half minutes into the first quarter, there's a play and John Johnson has his arms raised in the air again while Deontay Johnson is running down the sideline for a touchdown. That's like the absolute worst case, like, oh God, here we go again scenario. I just don't trust the Steelers offense either. I just don't trust either of these teams, if we're being completely honest. I don't trust either of these teams, but I trust the Browns run game more. I think the run game, I think the Browns run game is the most dominant piece of this game on either side. And and so that's why I'm willing to put a little extra trust in them. You know, I, I think the Browns have so much to prove in this game. They're at home for the second straight week. They're going to be on national television. They know that they really upset their fans last week. Uh, I, I think they realize and recognize that there are a lot of areas on the team where they have a ton of talent, the running game, uh, not the least of which. And so I, I just think that, that Kareem and Nick are just going to be loaded for bear in this game. But Doug makes a lot of good points. I mean, first of all, uh, Miles is planning on playing, but is he going to be able to play a full game? He suffered a neck injury in the last game. And I don't think miles is the best version of miles when Jadavian is not out there. I think it puts a lot of extra pressure on miles. And, um, and I, yeah, I just don't know if, if he's going to be able to, you know, be the strong player that he needs to be all the way through the fourth quarter of the game in this particular one. So it could absolutely go either way. It really could. Uh, but I, I just think the Browns are, are really, really mad at themselves. And they're, I still think they're going to have the crowd behind them in this one. And I think they're going to pull it out. I didn't get to answer my defensive touchdown question oh. er, earlier. Real, so real quick, I still think that it will be the Browns. I, I think they, I, I think that they closed ranks and I think they're going to pull together this week. I think they're going to, even though it's a short week, I think they're mad enough. They're going to try to make something pretty good happen in this game. Okay, there we go. Our Browns picks. Uh, we'll have all sorts of preview stuff going up here uh, on Thursday as you're getting ready for the game. So make sure you check that out throughout the day. Cleveland.com slash Browns. That's also where you can become a football insider subscriber. Get that newsletter delivered to your inbox. It's written by a member of our Browns reporting team exclusive to that newsletter. You can become one of our tech subscribers. You can also get access to those subscriber subscriber exclusive stories on cleveland.com just go to cleveland.com slash browns the blue banner at the top of the page and make sure you're subscribed to our podcast and leaving us five stars and good reviews on apple podcasts and spotify for doug ashley mary Kay, and Irene. i'm dan thanks for listening everybody Isn't a, a loss is a lesson, Doug?